Hey there, Emerald listeners. This is How It's Reported. I'm Ryan Wynn, the podcast editor. Today we have... Anakin Welp. And Emily Matlock. Anakin is the Emerald's ASUR reporter. He's a first-year student. And Emily is the Emerald's student groups reporter and is a senior. How are you two doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I don't know. It's like 8 p.m. on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Kind of tired. Full transparency here. Anakin. I'm doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you two wrote this week's cover story, right? It was about the ASUO election, or more rather specifically, the result of the ASUO election. Anakin, you've been covering ASUO for about how long now? A few weeks. Can't remember exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, what experience do you have with ASUO? So last year, I got to know um, the current president, Maria Alejandra Gallego Chacon, and I wrote a profile on her for my features writing class and turned that story into the first cover story of the year this year. Um, So other than that, I don't have extensive background with ASUO, but I do like profiling our presidents. Yeah, and you can find the links to those stories in the description below if you're looking at SoundCloud. If you're not looking at SoundCloud, I don't know where you can get it. If you're on the Emerald website, it's in the description below. Anyway, so Anakin, what were some of the highlights in this year's ASUO election. And Emily, you can also chime in if you want. I don't know if you want to, though. Sure. Well, Anna can start with that. Um, I guess in terms of highlights, like, it was interesting seeing just things unfold. I mean, elections are always interesting if they're on national level, state level, and even at student government. So it, it's kind of fun seeing, you know, who wins and 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 how they carry themselves, so... Yeah, I certainly think it's interesting. Um, I really liked having seen the diversity of both last year's slate and this year's slate. Um, That's been really interesting and exciting to me. So what were some of the tougher parts of covering ASUO this election season? I remember last year when I covered ASUO, full disclosure, I was an ASU reporter last year. There were only two campaigns, but this year there were three. Did that make it more difficult? or I wouldn't say it made it more difficult, but... um... I mean, elections, there's just a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot being said. It's kind of tricky to to filter and, and examine some of that stuff um, properly. So it's a bit of a challenge at times. Yeah, there was some controversy. I don't know if you want to speak to that. You were much more involved in that than I was. but There was definitely some controversy. I mean, we had slates filing grievances against each other. Uh, we had controversy surrounding the VP of the Oregon Alliance slate. We had, you know, accusations flying in some areas and it was a uh, it was kind of tense in some in some aspects. Emily, did you want to add anything? Just that I think whenever it comes to elections and trying to stay balanced as a journalist and not um, you know, take sides, I think the Emerald strives really hard to like not do that and I think we accomplished that in a lot of areas so I just want to say kudos to you Anakin for you know staying on top of it and not you know distorting the facts or getting wrapped up in the controversies. If you want to learn more about what ASUO does you can check the link in the description to our podcast ASUO and you. You can learn about the senate, you can learn about the executive branch, you can learn about the IFE and what that pays for and everything all the nitty-gritty details about ASUO. So To speak of the cover, I was wondering, how did you two prepare for writing about that? Because we didn't know what the elections results were until pretty late in the week. 
Right. So Anakin's been covering ASUO throughout the term. So he's been really locked in on what they're covering, um, what their platforms are. And so for me, I had to prepare by reading all of Anakin's articles. Not that I don't read your articles on a regular (laughs) basis anyway, um, but really had to dig through them to learn for myself what their platforms are um, and, you know, the, the major issues of the campaign. Anakin, did you have anything to add to that? Um, what was the question? (laughs) So how did you prepare for writing the cover story when we weren't even sure about what the election results would be until like pretty late that week? Well, going into the cover story, I think it was really preparation was key, like reaching out to sources early and I mean, compliments to Emily because she did a lot of that and just having knowledge of what was going on and how things were transpiring before the election so that when you, when we got to that point, I mean, it's not like we were in the dark. Yeah, yeah. So before the cover story, how did you sort of build a body of knowledge about these like slates in their platform? Like, how did you do your own research, I guess? Well, just before the election, I had been interviewing the executive candidates for each slate, um, sometimes several times. So I got to, you know, know the aspects of their platforms, know who they were. Um, So that really informed how I approached this cover story. Um, I mean, I I just had all that knowledge. Just had all that knowledge. Just had all that knowledge. (laughs) So Emily, you touched on that a bit. Was there anything that you wanted to add about how like maybe researching in general before covering something that you don't normally cover? Mm hmm. That's a great question. Um, yeah, so anytime that you go into covering something that is outside of your norm, like, yes, I'm the student organization's reporter, um, and ASUO is kind of like the conglomerate of all of those organizations. So, you know, I had to do a little bit of outside research on what ASUO is, and I'd say a lo- I did a lot of this prior to writing um, the cover story I did last year about Maria. Um but so I just had to really familiarize myself with like the aspects of the election and what campaigning is and means and what each slate is, you know, going for and what those positions mean. Um, but yeah, like I said before, I just read up a lot of um, Anakin's articles and really um, got to familiarize myself with the with the campaigns that were running and, you know. Of course, there's a little bit of Facebook stalking going on and <laughs> some, you know, in-depth, you know. Googling. Googling about people. Yeah, exactly. Using quotation marks and such, advanced techniques. Exactly, yeah. There we go. Emily, you also spoke earlier on on the topic of balance in news coverage. Um, I was wondering if you wanted to speak a little bit more to that on, like, the importance of doing that in journalism in general. Yeah, so something that comes up a lot, at least in, um, you know, journalism classes here at the U of O and something that I've heard a lot from media professionals is this, like, idea that we have to trust in the media and some of that trust has declined over the years. And a big reason is that people see news sources as biased, as taking a side and only representing one side of the story. Um, so at the Emerald and just in our professional, you know, lives as journalists, we really try our best to remain um, balanced and unbiased and not reveal any kind of p- 
political affiliation or um, anything that might, you know, steer a reader to think that I am promoting one, you know, idea over another idea in any way, in any kind of reporting that we do. Anakin, did you want to speak to that? Yeah, just to reiterate, it's incredibly important to approach this without any sort of preference. Um, you just you have to remain objective. Yeah, so I was wondering, this is a question for the both of you, how does that play out when you're actually going about like doing interviews, writing, like deciding what to keep and what to not keep, stuff like that? When it comes to writing... Um especially with a story that had as quick of a turnaround as this one did. How quick was the turnaround, just for our listeners? So the election results came out on Thursday evening, and both the candidates that we were interviewing were going out of town for the weekend to kind of take some time to relax and recuperate after, um, you know, the crazy, hectic election season, which is completely understandable. Um, So we didn't interview them until Sunday morning. Oh, that's really gnarly. Yeah, and the <laughs> paper really was quick. due Sunday evening. So we had about an hour and a half long interview with the two candidates together, or the two, um, the president and vice president together before we started writing the cover story. Um, and actually, Anakin had already had a lot of background information um, prior to writing the story. So just when it came down to deciding um, what factors, we had kind of created an outline of things that we thought were important to highlight in the story, um, things that we thought students would care to know about their you know, next president and vice president of the ASUO, um, which included things like a little bit more personal information about those, um, about the president and vice president as well as some of their background experience. So when interviewing them, we got a lot of great information, and I wish that we could have included all of it in the story. But, you know, working on such a tight deadline, we had to really turn around um, and see what is the most important stuff that we need to get out to the students. There's also that word limit. Do you remember how long either of you ended up being? It was about... 1,300, 1,400 words by the end of it. All right. Yeah, so... To consolidate our thoughts and ideas and what they thought were important to tell us, I don't know, maybe you can help me out finishing my thought. Um, it's kind of going nowhere, but... It's going somewhere. It's going, it's going to going Anakin. Somewhere. It's going over to you, Anakin. <laughs> uh, well, um, I guess kind of my own approach, you know, when I'm looking at this election season and seeing how I need to cover this, I think it's really important to see what people care about on campus, like the issues that people um, are, are watching, are, are observing, and what's going to affect uh, students on campus. Because, I mean, it's a, this is about ed, um, informing students. Um, and so it's, it's important to, to gauge that and talk to these candidates with that in mind to see how, how they're approaching these issues. That was a much better answer than the roundabout way I was they trying were, to get there. They were both good answers. Well, I don't even think mine ended in a complete sentence, but... Well, I'm keeping this in the pocket. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I might. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. So, you, Emily, you mentioned a bit about how you felt it was important to include bits about their personal stories, mm-hmm. like in their backgrounds, in the actual cover story. I was wondering if you could speak to, like, why we include that sort of stuff. Like, ma- Like, I can imagine, like... Some people thinking, 
oh, it should because they're like elected officials. It should just be all about their platform mm-hmm. and what they're advocating for. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could speak to that a bit as yeah. well as you, Anakin. Yeah, that's something that did come up in our interview, actually, um, is that when students go out and like present themselves in front of the public, they become this political figure, and it kind of takes away from the fact that they are humans with emotions and feelings and backgrounds um, that like people can relate to and people can understand or people can try to get to know better. Um, So I think bringing in some of their personal aspects, um, you know, personal backgrounds is really important because that can help connect the reader to their president and vice president. Um, You know, maybe they don't get to know them on a personal level, you know, in reality, but through the story, I hope to convey um, some of those aspects that, you know, are important, you know, when getting to know your president and vice president and the people who will be running this, you know, running the student body essentially wasn't that like the headline of your profile on maria like meet your president or something get to know the asu president oh there we go Uh, (laughs) again you'll find a link to that in the description below anakin any thoughts when you only have when you're only talking about like policy or you're only talking about parts of their platform it doesn't leave the full picture and it's important to have the full picture so that the readers understand fully i mean I don't really think anyone's going to care if you just say, you know, these are their platforms. It really helps to flesh things out so that you know that you're looking at something whole. I mean, people care about people, right? So it's much more relatable and understandable um, if you can connect people to other people and just like recognize that like, you know, we may not agree on the same politics, but this person you know, comes from a similar background or something like that. And that's something that I think we hope to dig a little deeper into into the future. So maybe a teaser, you know, stay tuned. Suspenseful music or exciting music. I don't know what I'll put in. (laughs) But um, yeah, stay tuned. There, you know, could be in the future a little bit more of a personal in-depth profile on either of the, the president or the vice president. So I was also wondering if you had reached out to the other slates who didn't win for the story. I was a little curious about that. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, in hindsight, for this story, um, we did not reach out to um, the other two slates. And I think had we had you know more time or more availability to do so, we would have absolutely loved to include their um, their thoughts on the election season as well. Yeah, uh, just... Yeah. Good to see that I guess there's mutual agreement. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the most difficult part of writing this cover story? It sounds like y'all were on a really, really short timeline, especially with the interviews. Was that the most difficult part or was it something else? I would say that scheduling was the hardest because, I mean, it's just you get the election results. Uh, In this case, it was like shortly before 6 p.m. on Thursday and then you just, it's like a, a mad dash to Sunday, frantic. You got to get the information that you need on, on such a short time. And, you know, it's it's kind of difficult to schedule with such a narrow window. Right. And we just had to be prepared to interview any of the slates that one and any of the candidates. Um, because obviously we 
couldn't predict the election results. Um, so preparing in advance and reaching out to all of the slates to see if they would be available after, you know, if they won was difficult. But, you know, that's it's that planning and preparation that, like, you know, you have to have to make the story work. Be prepared. There we go. So I don't have any other questions, but is there anything that either one of you would like to add, even if it seems minor, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear your sage wisdom. I'm not sure if that's redundant. Sage wisdom? Okay. Oh <laughs> we haven't been doing this for that long. We're not, we're not that sage. <laughs> is that even how you'd say that? We're not sage? I don't know. I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> Emily has claws out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. So what what kind of sage wisdom are you curious about? I don't about? know. I, don't I know. feel like be prepared, put me in a mood. It's like, oh, okay, some tidbits perhaps. I mean like that's anything. my sage wisdom. <laughs> yeah. So I guess some like key key takeaways when covering an ASUO election would be be prepared, as Anakin just said. Remain unbiased. Um try to remain balanced as balanced as you can and um learn as much as you can about all of the slates. Do you have any other key takeaways? Um, always have snacks available because when you're working <laughs> on such a tight deadline, you get hungry really fast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That sounds great. Well, this has been this week's episode of How It's Reported. I'm Ryan Wynn. I'm Anakin Welp. And I'm Emily Matlock. How It's Reported is a series from the Emerald Podcast Network designed to illuminate how journalists report on the latest news, build trust between news outlets and audiences, and promote informed and engaged listeners, which are vital to a healthy democracy. New episodes come out on Wednesdays. This is the Emerald Podcast Network from the Daily Emerald. I'm Ryan Wynn, the podcast editor. Thanks for tuning in. To hear more from the Yumbo Podcast Network, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to these episodes right on the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Leave us a comment on SoundCloud or email us at podcast at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for tuning in.